0: Hey y'all, welcome to New Freaks, I Am Frank, and Today, I'm joined by Jeff Kuehler.
1: What up, everybody?
0: We are talking about Magic Powder. This is volume one we're getting. Can you break down what Magic Powder is for those who are new?
1: Magic Powder is basically a comic book that is D&D meets Breaking Bad, basically. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a fantasy world meets crime and action. It's more modernized. It's not a lot of swordplay. Not that there aren't swords or anything like that, but you know, it's got guns, it's got, you know, people wearing dope suits and stuff like that, you know what I mean, driving dope yeah. cars and then you know, then doing some magic too. You know what I mean? It's got a little bit of everything.
0: It really is that breaking bad feeling because like Father, my my favorite character, yeah, he's into it, man. It's so it's hard because he's kind of got like this like, I was amazing before, I gotta live up to that still. I've got big plans nobody knows about. Like, uh, I love following that character.
1: Yeah, see, and like I wasn't sure. Cause like to me, I didn't I didn't want to have a main character because I didn't want anyone to be you know plot armored up. You know what I mean? I didn't want anyone to feel safe at any time. You know, even I don't know if you've read the first issue. I know you have, but I don't know if the people you know listening have. But you know, someone's a lot of people's favorite character doesn't make it all the way through these uh, through volume one. So you know, it's fun. But um, yeah, I think Dwarf Father is really cool. I'm glad I came up with that name because I think it's like a good name. You know, every time I hear someone else say it and stuff, I'm like, man, I'm glad I came up with it before I came up with the you know put out the comic and stuff. I got, you know, came to me and it was perfect. But like, to me, like Ja, uh, the elf, Mm -hmm. he was kind of what I guess was going to be the main character in my mind. Like, that's what I thought was going to be the focus before I started writing the actual script and stuff. And then I realized, like, you know, the city of Fez is the actual main character, I guess. Very true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have different moments that almost like are um, a day in the life that uh that are just so unique to this world and it's hard to kind of explain i think people are maybe not understand it fully you really have to take a look at it because like when we go back to dwarf father for example um just like even with that name you're thinking of like oh the guy that's you know got the Akan dune on his throne and da 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 da. think that but in a white suit
1: (laughs) yeah exactly a real nice white suit or a prison jumpsuit you know
0: (laughs) exactly yes exactly uh very 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 cool world and like that where did you come up with this idea like where did this all spark in you?
1: Um, I don't know. I kind of always, you know, obviously wanted to make comics and stuff like that. I've always written, you know, scripts and stuff like that. Also, that's always been like something like that. But the actual idea, I think I was sitting, you know, just in a chair one time and I came up with the idea of like um, just an elf on an airplane with a sword. Yeah. Which is like in the first issue. And then, you know, that wasn't really a concept. You know, I mean, it was just a cool idea I had. And then I was watching Gamora during um, all the lockdowns and stuff. Mm-hmm. and uh this is a show from italy and it's about like you know the italian mafia but not like the Cosa nostra but the camora that's like a little different and um so you know you get to see naples and you get to see like a really rough side of it and stuff like that and as someone who lives in america i never really seen that before so it really like was crazy to see what used to be basically ancient rome and now it's got like you know the city of baltimore's projects on top of it you know because yeah. I mean? there's this place called the sales and it was like nine project buildings and It's just a mess. It was a terribly designed place for people. And you know, poor people had to live there and they all got stuck in a place. And then it's like away from like, you know, other parts of the city and other stores. Like, there's no Walmart and everybody, you know, it was like really isolated too. So it was hard for those people. So it was like its own mess of an economy, just in that little project. And so yeah, just the idea of seeing like an ancient civilization being toppled on with just you know modern garbage basically gave me that idea. You know what I mean? And then I, you know, it was around the time. You know, Game of Thrones was still kind of like in everyone's minds, but it had disappointed Mm -hmm. everybody. It was before House of Dragon and all that. So I'm like, you know, there needed to be like a a fantasy story that fills that gap for people, you know what I mean? And I wanted it to be more adult themes like Game of Thrones was kind of also like a, you know, power struggle thing, which is also a big Game of Thrones kind of thing. That that inspired a lot, but I also didn't want to have humans in it at all. So that was another thing that came to me. I didn't want human beings in it. I guess the dwarves kind of look like humans, but other than that, you know, everybody else is like, you know, there's blue creatures, there's green creatures, there's yellow creatures, there's purple, you know, there's everything. I mean, there's freaking minotaurs, like, there's everything.
0: Oh, the minotaur with a gun on the farm, like, oh my God, such a cool image.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, he was getting down to Man, I'm just glad that, like, Danielle, my artist, uh, Danielle Aquilani, like, he's out of Italy, which is, you know, perfect considering Gamora and everything. But uh, yeah, his art, like everything I've ever come up with and written down and everything, like he just brings it to life so well, it's amazing. Every single time, I'm just like, man, he nailed it again.
0: It, it catches the eye immediately. And even with the covers uh, done by Samuel, uh, they they blow you away, you, you have to pick it up. Where did you find these artists?
1: I found Danielle, we were both on Reddit and the Comic Book Collabs uh, sub, and I had posted, I was looking for artists and a bunch of artists hit me up and then basically the same day he had posted, he had just finished a comic with another artist or another writer called Ricky Lima out of Canada. Really cool guy. And so um, Ricky, uh, you know, you know, was the first guy that I guess hired Danielle for comics. And then I hit him up and, uh, you know, we just it just worked out well. He showed me his stuff and, you know, he was a little more expensive than some of the other people hit me up. But his quality of his work was just, yeah. you know, I was just I like, hired you say no kind of thing. And so like, yeah. And I mean, really, it's a, a bargain of a deal like what mm-hmm. he re- charges me and what it actually, you know, comes out of it. So I can't even, you know, thank him enough. Like even just being now we're on issue four and everything has just been great. And then, like you said, Sam, Sam's the man out of Nigeria. I love him, Sam, Sam Wunzi. Uh, he, uh he came up on Facebook actually. So I was on a Facebook group and he just posted like, if anyone needs cover art, you know, I'm here. And he posted a bunch of dope little like pictures he had done and stuff like that. I don't know if there was any actual like comic covers at the time. Probably though. And um, so, yeah, I just, you know, and I wanted some kind of like hyper realistic considering it is a fantasy world. So it's like really the opposite of what, you know, you're going to see inside the comic in a way. But it really just it's the tone that you get out of it. You know what I mean? Because like when you see these covers like by yeah. look at that, Sam oh that's stuff, the one. like Ooh, number I, three. Yeah, I love it. too. Yeah. And then like that Raven did my sister, Raven, did the Fez Report yeah. cover. And then um so that's uh, that one. And then am I still on? I think I hit space bar on my thing. All right. So Sam did you're this right. one. So. You know, the, the art is a lot different on the covers than they are on the inside, but I just wanted yeah. people to see that and be like, oh, damn, that's some dark stuff going on in there. And that's what it is. So, yeah. like, yeah, he's just, his style is the perfect, like, eye catching thing. And then, you know, um, Danielle's style is just the perfect, like, you know, comic books art. You know what I mean? I yeah. just love everything about it. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't ever think of someone else that would do it better than Danielle does it to me. You
0: know? I, yeah, no, really. I, I totally agree with you. It's just, it's, it's perfect. How much work does Raven put in on it?
1: Oh man, my sister, <laughs> she does all the stuff, man. Like for instance, on this um this Kickstarter campaign we're running for volume one right now, we're a few days in and stuff. But um, you know, anytime you see any kind of you know thing that's a story or anything that's like a you know a graphic, oh, yeah. she makes all the graphics, every single graphic. Um the covers, like I said, you know, she puts our names on the cover. Yeah, she made the logo, you know, she puts the number here. Um, she makes all the thank you pages, she made a disc page. Like she just does all this stuff. So anything that's not like a comic book story or a comic book cover, that's yeah. Raven. You know what I mean? A lot of the graphic do design <laughs> stuff. That's nice <laughs> yeah. to have. In-house and graphic then, like, designer.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's perfect.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. Literally like, yeah, me and my sister, like, you know, you just usually, usually live together. We don't live together right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny. So yeah, but uh, yeah, in-house is always good. And she's like, you know, one of those people that like, she doesn't like to even like, do work for other people or anything like that. So usually she's already free when I hit her up. So that yeah. helps because yeah, she's great at it. But you know, she's one of those people who just wants to work on some of herself. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's very convenient. Like the Fez report is all her. Like obviously, there's pieces of that art. That was such
0: a cool extra, by the way. Like that is such a neat little extra that uh, you know people got to check that out. That is so freaking cool.
1: Well, in Volume One, it's just in there now. So like yeah. you know, from now on, anyone who buys like Volume One or anything, you're going to get the whole experience. And digitally, it's already there too. Like um. You know, if you download issue one off of the campaign page, you'll see the Fez report in order. This is mm-hmm. kind of supposed to be a bit of an homage to Watchmen, where it's like every issue yeah. ends with like, something to read. So, um, yeah, because, you know, I know a lot, a lot of people out there aren't uh, exactly opening up novels to read these days. So I kind of want to trick them into reading. Yeah. And um... <laughs>
0: Watchmen's a little tricky. Like, all of a sudden, you're like going into a deep dive about a hero that died couple decades ago and you're like who is it like it's just it'll get you yeah want well, the rest of
1: this this uh autobiography <laughs> yeah. and stuff yeah so that's how it is and so um so the fez report like it might seem a little weird that someone would have all this information and these pictures and stuff but um in issue four you're going to find out exactly why this thing is even possible and who's putting it together oh,
0: cool oh yeah. awesome oh okay. yeah
1: these yeah so that's another in. little fun thing yeah so yeah. it's like you know i've been waiting to, it, oh man and it's a character i really want to introduce for a while there's actually a lot of new characters in <laughs> issue yeah. four, and then issue five is going to be pretty much all characters you've seen before. Maybe one new guy that's mm-hmm. mentioned in uh, issue three, where they you know have a conversation and you know they're like, "Do you is this guy around or whatever?" Do so You're going to yeah. see that guy, and then issue six, yeah, there's always new characters. That's the fun of it, I guess. I always yeah. want to introduce new characters, so yeah. And but issue six is going to be the end of um the first arc, so that'll be volume okay. two ish. I don't know how I'm going to do volume two yet because I kind of want to do a like a one shot about a certain character before the second arc starts, that I might cool. do that, but I'm I'm not sure how I want to do it. Cause I want to do it with a bunch of different artists because mm-hmm. the way it works out, it's going to be kind of like visually kind of freaky. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to work yet. So issue seven and eight, I'm still trying to figure out, but yeah, the first six issues all set up eight through eight, nine, 10, 11 or eight to 12 ish. are also all set up right now. And then I have a bunch of, you know, future arcs I want to get to with every character and so, oh, so project, oh. you know, that's why I put volume one out so people know, like, this ain't stopping anytime soon. Like, you see those yeah. compendiums and all those Walking Dead things and all that. Like, this is at least going to try and go to 100 issues. I don't know, you know, right. Daniel wants to ride with me like that or that, but I'll fight other people who do, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, we're going. There's no stopping this thing, you know? So, yeah, that's what I'm It's totally <laughs> there.
0: And and then with, like like you were saying before, like, this is basically its own character as well. Um, I love how it's one of those things where it's like, I know it has to have been in daylight in the comic books, but you cannot imagine that city in daylight at all. It's always at night it's always in the cover of darkness it's in the alley somewhere it's all alleys
1: <laughs> yeah it's all dark alleys everywhere they go man it's so true they're like the series that totally just like how's he you know, cutting yeah. around through alleys trying to dodge cops and stuff or knights in this case but uh yeah
0: oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so good um i could totally see this thing just riding out as long as you wanted to basically because you're you're building up the playground and then all these cool characters that are going to be in it
1: yeah um, that's totally how i felt about it too like because like yeah almost like the first six issues is almost just like the you know, the preamble really, it's like you know, here yeah. we go. The uh, prologue, you know, like all these people are setting you up to show you the world that's really out there. Because even yeah. Thez is just one city, I got a bunch of shit is you know oh, stuff really? to show you. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, it's not just going to be stuck in Thez, it's just like the central point because that's where Magic Powder is. That's like the hot, you know, the capital of yeah. Magic Powder in the world. Like, even elves who like want to come back and see you know, Souvenir City, or they want to see the old city that Thez was because was an old elvish city. And then, like, you know, they go there also to get high and do other things yeah. that are illegal in Jatir and other parts of the Elvish countries. So, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff like that. So, yeah, I can't wait. And even um, there's, like, you know, the Orc Islands and stuff like that. You see little hints here and there when um certain characters are talking and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, yeah I really want to show you guys the underwater cities. Stuff oh, like that. yeah.
0: The fins. You got to learn more about them fins. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. it's uh, This is going to be a lot of fun out here. So that's the thing. Like you said, like, you know, it's just a playground now. Like, cause a big part of me coming up with it was I was watching um fargo also fargo season four so around good. the same time which features yeah. salvatore esposito is yeah. also in gamora so um I, I was watching that and i was like man you know because even fargo is just kind of you know sh- a bunch of homages to coen brothers stuff it and really you is. know it's got kind of something <laughs> going on too and i was like man they've already basically told every gangster story you can tell on this planet you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's already been done so i'm like i gotta just make up a whole different thing to play on And like you said now yeah. I, I got my own playground and i can do what i want so yeah i got some ideas for you guys don't you worry
0: is this your first comic book or have you been doing this for a little bit?
1: No, this is my first comic book ever published. Uh, I definitely tried to work with some friends on some stuff overall, but you know, I never really panned out. I never had an artist really that um, could commit like this, and I never had yeah. the money to really pay an artist or anything. And then all the perfect storms just kind of lined up, and Danielle was there, and oof, here we are, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So,
0: growing up, were you reading comic books, and what kind of comic books were you reading? It kind of got you
1: intrigued. um a lot of like when i was like younger younger i didn't get like any real collections of comics it was one of those things okay. where you'd get like a single issue here or a single issue here yeah. Or my cousin would have like a hundred in a long box and they would all be from different things <laughs> so yeah. i'd be reading like two spider-mans i'd read like a namor you know fighting rhino at kingpin's hotel just random superhero stuff but the real thing that got me going to comic book stores was walking dead when i was in high school yeah. like i was like i think i was a junior And man, The Walking Dead, I think issue three was the first time I ever went and I was like, I got to go get this comic. And so, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, something about that storytelling is unlike anything else, too. I mean, you know, Rick Grimes is the character that's going to be there the whole time. But it felt kind of like a, you know, like a series that only one guy's telling. Like the thing with comic books nowadays, 100 different people are touching all these characters. Exactly. And so it's hard to really there's no consistency. So where do you pick it up and why does it matter? So it's like, you know, when you read The Walking Dead, it's one guy telling one long story you know he's got two different artists all that stuff but man it's just like that's the kind of. i wish there was more stuff like that like you know you got things yeah. like why the last man and you got a um, uh, preacher stuff like that but they're not like long enough sandman's pretty long sandman's a lot harder to read than walking dead you can't just sit there at a weekend yeah, and read no. all of sandman you yeah. can't do that with the walking dead so that's another thing that's a you know even the watchman like it it, it takes longer almost to read just those few issues of the watchman than it read you know like there's a lot more density to those things but yeah i would say walking dead is the real thing that got me but you know um I was reading, you know, Batman Year One, right. the Dark Knight, all that stuff, you know what I mean? And Sin City, when that, you know, came out, yep. I had to get the books, but I wasn't hip to it before Robert Rodriguez made me hip to it, you know what I mean? And Most Frank of us Miller. were that
0: way. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I was, you know, I was born in 86, so I could have been, but yeah, we never really had, like, my, my brother, uh, my brother was really big into comic books, kind of, but you know, it was just one of those things we didn't have money to spend on comics like that. And it wasn't digital back then, you know what I mean? So, yeah. You just either had friends who had comic books or you didn't. And most of my friends were just, you know, outside playing basketball. So that's what we were doing. But yeah, that's how nowadays, it was for
0: me, too. It was just like whatever was in the dollar, but had a cool cover. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take this then. And, you know, yeah. if you were you scored if you got a number one, because at least it was a story that had a good start, you know. <laughs> and then that was it. But
1: yeah, And I feel like Image Comics was a thing where, like, it started when I was, I don't know, probably like around 10 or so. But yeah. like, yeah, you know, Spawn number one, Pit number one, uh, Max, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, yeah, we got to be on the ground floor. Savage Dragon, um, like there was yeah. certain things like, so yeah, and you know what I mean? Um, What was, was the Wildcats? Like, you know, so yeah, Image happened when I was growing up. So that was cool. I got to be at the beginning of a big comic company. Like, I'm sure like, you know, kids who grew up when DC or Marvel started, just something like that, you know? Yeah, but that was kind of fun. And then like eventually Walking Dead came from Image. So that was really cool, too that was really my hook so yeah i mean image is probably the one publisher i probably read the most of growing up just because other kids were like you know somehow drawn to that more than you know the spideys at the time and stuff because they were there really cool so kids on the block
0: like they were the rebels right it was a bunch of like indie guys that yeah were like, they were punk I'm done rock with that. yeah and so it was like <laughs> yeah i reading spawn baby people don't even know yeah, spawn, <laughs> <Yeah>. dude,
1: <laughs> totally and even the movie they made you know i just loved it so like yeah. i don't, i know but you know people man i stand the test of time but man spawn was fun to see in theaters at the time as a kid, I know that. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Looking back thing, at it like, now, you're oh, like, oh, oh that's movies. Rough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, because everyone acts like Iron Man was the thing that made comic book movies like this this thing, you know? But really, it was freaking Tim Burton and Batman 1989. Yeah. And like, to me, you know, we went to that movie theater, you know, I was probably three years old, something like that. And it's like, you know, superhero movies have been hitting since then. Like, it's not a new thing. Oh, yeah. Like I said, Sin City happened, all that stuff. So I don't know. Even three hundred, you know, you want to talk about combo movies, but yep. yeah, there's just so much out there. I, and so, like, yeah, I love Iron Man, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but like, you know, American Splendors. out There's a, g- a bunch of great combo movies that aren't Marvel. So, you yeah, even the Crow, the Crow's good. Yeah, there. The that Crow.
0: Was, yeah, that's that's ooh, that's
1: old school right there. That's Blade, the, Blade, was popping. Yeah. Even the other Spider-Man, but yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many. There's we were spoiled growing up. People forget <laughs> that they think games,
0: like that. Yeah. yeah, MCU started at all, but it's like. Not yeah. only were there superhero movies, there was even like the parody, of, like Mystery Men was like a parody of the superhero <clears throat> movies that already existed. Yeah, a great one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, was, so yeah it was it was like, almost like, like the tick for movies. Yeah. yeah like exactly. it was so good. Yeah. There was even yeah. a tick TV show that was a really good spoof of yeah. like what sitcoms.
0: Uh, Walburton or whatever was the. Yeah, was the man. Tick? Patrick Walburton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. yeah,
1: he's great. And then like Batman Well was like Nestor Carbonell. And Batman Well is just a hilarious name for characters. Batman yeah. Well. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Apocalypse Cow was like some character that there's just so many funny little spoof names they got in there. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. We, you know, And then like video games, toys. Like, yeah, I grew up in the perfect time oh, yeah. to be a fan for of, of me. So yeah, we're stuff. on the same page. Like, Batman <laughs> yeah, animated spoiled, series. Man. was like, oh, this is what's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like. like, okay. Forget about it. Yeah, I'm the in. cartoons. <laughs> yeah, we had Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman all on Saturday that morning. X-Men intro. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I posted about that the other day. I was like, y'all can hear this song just for the picture. And everybody yeah. loved. it. You know, because that song is great, man. My one friend, uh, Steven, from another podcast that uh, we have issues, he posted a little cover he did of it on his guitar which was cool so yeah man that's yeah i just love it man so yeah comic books have always been an influence but yeah this is definitely my first one i'm glad to be in the mix now but i do have a heck of a first
0: (laughs) start though like we all there's i've interviewed a lot of comic book creators and stuff like that there's only a couple of them that are like we're going out the gate big and i think one thing you mentioned earlier i want to make sure to, to reiterate is you were saying like hey you know what this comic book artist ain't the cheapest but I've heard that time and time again. Where like sometimes that's something you don't want to go cheap on. You you pay for the quality, and I think it's showing in your book.
1: Yeah, it's any it's any kind of business move. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you're gonna make something, they're always gonna ask you, do you want the high quality items? You want the mid quality items? You know, you want the low quality items? Try and pull it off, and like you know, that's up to you what you're gonna do. But yeah, um, yeah when it comes to art, I mean that's what they're seeing. So like you know, you got to be the high quality writer, and then you got also find high quality art. And, you know, even editors, like we don't have an editor right now, you know, I just try to self-edit for the moment, but eventually I want to have editor, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, we don't, uh, you know, but Danielle does the coloring, he does the letters, he does the inks, he does everything, you know, that's That's another great thing. It's like a small team, like I don't have to worry about like wrangling four people to put it together. Like Danielle does his thing, Sam does his thing, and like in a week I'll be like, Sam, I want this cover like this, boom, fastest guy. Like, you know, if you need an artist for a cover, hit up Sam, he's a shy of the artist on Instagram and Twitter um and he does great stuff he's worked with a tights comic book he did um he's done a few other ones i can't um remember them all off the top of my head because he's literally like i feel like after he did magic powder people seen what was up you know you know you can't getting them they getting them gigs and daniel you know daniel is great but it's like he's too busy probably working with me to do other stuff so far but hopefully that's the way it is (laughs) yeah
0: it's a good point though like the first impressions cover second impressions when they open that book up they see that beautiful art and then if you're lucky they're getting to the words that you made so it's like you really, and that's the the staying power, of course, is, is how it's written. But it's like, you got to make sure to invest in those good artists because that's boom, boom right there. That's how you hook them.
1: Yeah, and the big thing, too, is like, you know, as the writer, you know, all the, like you said, your words are the dialogue on the page. But like, yeah, like all this stuff, you have to come up with all the concepts and stuff, unless you're just telling the artist, like, hey, come up with your own thing, which I'm sure that's cool, too. But I haven't done that yet. Um, but yeah, we even did a variant cover with Matt Harding, who's another great artist. He's done all kinds of stuff, like Star Wars stuff. And um mm-hmm. he did a cool variant cover which was like based on kind of like a taxi driver poster I had Ooh, mixed cool. with like El Mariachi, mixed with a professional. Like it was really cool. And it's like I don't know if it's my favorite cover because I don't want to rank them or anything, but it's it's right. equal with Sam's covers. Like I love it. It's just like I want to have the first six issues all be Sam. So I haven't really been going out. And variant covers are kind of um a pain in the butt, I feel like, you know what I mean? For collectors. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like kind of a jerk when I'm like, oh, here's four different options. So I try not yeah. to do it. But at the same time, you're giving four different artists the gig. So it's like you're not you know it's a win-win you know what i mean i don't know if that's what people want but it's yeah, magic pop yeah there's stuff it's, like,
0: like my favorite books i do buy all the variants on and it's like because they gotta sit on i mean like, i'm not gonna read each of those <laughs> but they gotta sit on the shelf i just have to own them and it's like eh, i'm not really using them though. <laughs> you
1: know <laughs> no nah, totally and it's like one thing you know you got a nice display going on so yeah you can display them and stuff but like you know where i live like I, i'm not exactly displaying anything right <laughs> now uh so yeah it's not doing me no good And then, like, yeah, I love, like, I'm a big digital comic guy. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm only going to read the physical. I'm only going to read, like, me personally, man, I want that digital. I want it the second it comes out. Same thing with, like, you know, that's why I love streaming. That's why I love digital video games. Because, like, yeah, I don't have to go to the store. (laughs) It's literally, boom, it's already here, you know. Like, it's amazing. So, yeah, someone who grew up, you know, when Napster came out and stuff like that, it was like, man, now we can download (laughs) everything. Yeah, you know, like, it changed everything to me. So, like, yeah, I just feel like a spoiled kid now. (laughs) Like, you know I got my freaking walkman like ipod gimmick i got my regular ipod i got the freaking tablet with all the comics on it it's like oh, oh yeah. the steam deck i want to get one of the steam decks now too that i have a pc in my pocket nice. like, yeah, about it. <laughs> yeah digital is where it's at but at the same time like don't get me wrong it is super cool holding the freaking dope art in my hands and stuff there's nothing like it but do you prefer far as-
0: reading physical over or digital over physical
1: Totally. Even really? just like okay. bending the book is a little like a pain in the butt, you know, I like yeah. you're worried about hurting it. With digital, boom, I'm just flipping like bop, I don't even care about, I'll zoom in, whatever. And like, and I feel like the yeah. quality of the image is actually higher in the digital a lot of the time. But I,
0: One of yeah. the things I'm really liking about digital, because I've been shifting over there for like my Thor's, I can't just, I can't keep up with Donna Kate, so I gotta do it that way. Um, I like where it goes like from panel to panel. Have you been doing that? Have you tried that out?
1: Yeah, not not really so far. Like even, I haven't even done any double page spreads or anything. Um, but no, yeah, there's so many ways like that where it works so perfectly, like you're right, where it's like it only works on the page. If you do it with the flip, it's like, you know, it's still yeah. there, you get it, yeah. but it's not the same effect. And there was actually one thing I tried to do, like on a storyboard that I'm not sure if it'll be in this issue. But yeah, it's kind of like a panel to panel to panel dialogue yeah. thing. But we haven't gotten to that page yet. But I'm sure Daniel's gonna put it in there. Um, oh, yeah but uh yeah so that's but that'll all be on one page it won't be page to page yet yeah i'm sure eventually i'll be getting a little trickier with it you know what i mean because oh, yeah. that's the one thing i worry about when i write these i don't want them to be like static comics like i don't want them to just feel like the same page over and over and over but i think danielle helps a lot with that too because i was sending him storyboards each issue but this issue issue four um he's like don't even send me the storyboard this time so the script just went over there and he's you know sends it back but it's still like you know written out as how which panels i want to look like what and stuff but You know he he didn't want my stick figures and you know and all that stuff you know it's probably just a mess looking at that stuff anyway but yeah so yeah he's killing it right now and he i don't know what his like training is or anything like that but he's a he's a master at it man like anything people are like oh this looks great this is great it's all him you know so yeah i
0: mean there's there are so many times images catches you i mean it's it's really really good work on daniel's and i bet it's helpful with him being also the letterer too knowing the pacing Hey, this is what we need. This is when we need it. We need to be able to turn the page, and bam, that's there. Um, that helps that he's kind of like that all-in-one machine for the art. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and it was one of those things too, where I don't think he was comfortable even. Like he was like, you know, I can do colors, I can do letters, and all this stuff. And you know, I don't know if he realized how good he was at everything. Because even the coloring, yeah. like when I get, because I send out the black and white ones with uh, most uh, Kickstarter campaigns, you can get the black and white one. That's usually the exclusive thing. Um, so yeah, you can look at that and then you look at the colors side by side. It, it changes the whole scene, the way he colors everything. Like, you know, most characters, you know, like you said, the dwarf father, you'll see him in the dungeons. You'll see him, you know, outside, you know, and just the way he lights. Everything is just amazing. I just love it. Like, it's like, but, watching, a, it's like watching a movie almost. Like well, yeah, go I've got yeah. the first <laughs> issue
0: up here right now. And then like, for example, they're out in the ocean in the first issue, the way that there are probably five different colors of blue in that ocean that That's just him taking chances and it's really paying off. It's grabbing your attention in this in this image right here.
1: Yeah, it's freaking beautiful, man. And like, you know, this is the thing I think happened with Walking Dead was, um, you know, their original uh, I think it was Tony Moore was the original artist. He was too slow because he was doing these great backgrounds and stuff, doing all this yeah. detail on the characters. They got that guy Charlie Adler in because he was like a lot less detailed and he would do it faster. And, like, to me, I'm not in a rush, so, you know, I mean, I just want Danielle to do what he wants to do, you know? Yeah. Eventually, if it comes down to that and he doesn't want to do it mm-hmm. anymore, maybe I will find someone that's faster, but I, that's not really a, a problem right now, I don't think, especially with Kickstarter and stuff. I'm not trying to, like, hey, here's right. an issue every two weeks, like, they were doing Walking oh, Dead. Yeah. yeah so, no, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> we couldn't keep up.
1: No, uh, exactly. Like, people got jobs, <laughs> and they got lives and stuff. But they, yeah. you know, they. And plus, I got other people on the pile, too. That's the thing. I think Walking Dead was one of those things, like, a lot of non-comic readers were reading Walking Dead. Yeah. But I think with indie comics, like if you're reading my comic, you're probably reading a lot of comics. Yeah. So like, yeah, you know, I'm just in the pile. So like it's cool to stand out or whatever, but it's also cool just to be kind of in the mix. So it's fun.
0: For for myself, you know, I'm in a unique situation because I read I, I talk to a lot of indie indie writers and stuff like that. I now am almost only reading indie comics. And so when you have something so professional as this one or, or a couple others we've talked about in the past, uh, you appreciate it because you read some not to knock anybody, but they're 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 learning as they go we'll go with that and so it's nice to have something that's so polished so clean it's like i know this is gonna be good When as soon as i pick it up i know it's gonna look good so feels good
1: yeah i mean i feel lucky you know what i mean because like a lot of like you said a lot of people like they are learning as they go and i am too and it's right. just i'm luckily learning with a really strong team around me um yeah. i'm also like 35 you know i was 35 when this started or a 34, I don't remember how old I was, but now I'm about to be 37 this year. So it's like, yeah. you know, I've been writing for a long time. I've been, you know, finishing scripts since I was freaking 16, you know? Yeah. So it's not like a new thing writing. It's just a new thing getting into the people and having yeah. something people want to read. Like when you get that idea where you're like, oh, shit, this is it. This is the one like and that yeah. was that was magic powder. Man, I'm like, man, people are going to love this. And so far they have. And so I feel really lucky. And I'm just trying to like build as much of an audience as I can. But I made a joke the other day on the Twitter about how like you know people bring up like oh why don't you get with a publisher why don't you get with a publisher and then I post I that, the, yeah. you're killing independent George or whatever from Seinfeld because <laughs> yeah. like yeah I don't know I have no interest in working with a publisher with magic powder like if a publisher wants to hit me up to work with something that they got going on or you know something like that I don't know I don't want to share my story rights with anybody because I don't want right. to have to worry about dealing with any of that kind of crap you know what I mean It's just our our little team and that's it and I want to do other stuff with other teams and stuff but I don't really. I'm not going to pitch to nobody. Like, I know it's a good idea. I don't need to pitch to some guy at an office. (laughs) He's going to tell me what's a good idea. Like, bro, I'm good. (laughs) Like, I bet about yeah.
0: The world you're building really lends itself to spinoffs. So if there's anybody who's got like, hey, I want to be the new artist on your book or whatever, like, yeah, no problem. Here's a (laughs) spinoff.
1: Talk about the Elvish
0: law. Like, do something about a law force that's like, you know, I have
1: like a huge spinoff idea. Like, that's what I really want to do. I'm waiting on a couple of like non book things. To maybe happen and then uh, i'll be able to make you know I'll, I'll put the team together but yeah like it's gonna be a spin off but it won't like touch magic powder as far as like timeline wise hint hint yeah, yeah yeah, but yeah it'll be its own thing and it'll be a different kind of storytelling too so that it won't be as much jumping around to kind of be more focused on one character oh
0: that'd be then, interesting you know, there's, tech, yeah
1: there's even a webcomic i want to do kind of where it would be like you know just kind of slice of life stuff within the city you know so we'll see, but and but then there's tons of ideas I have that are just non magic powder related as well. That slice but, of
0: life one I think would be a really good hook for people to get into this world because I think that's really important is how important how big the world can be, and that would be a totally. really good addition.
1: Yeah, there's like certain times where I'll just like oh that's that'd be funny to put in there, and like it could just be like a four or five panel thing. I just post and you know maybe throw it in the back of a comic one of these times. I'm also gonna do um on volume one we're gonna do a Q and A section like a letter section like the hat yeah. at the back of Walking Dead because I was reading the Walking Dead right. Now. I was like man. That's pretty fun, you know, have some people mixed in. So at the end of the Kickstarter campaign, uh, I'll I'll put, you know, anybody have any questions or comments for the back of the book and like the best ones I'll put in, see how it goes. Hopefully it looks cool and stuff. Raven will be doing that, I'm sure. Yeah. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Keep Raven busy. all right, maybe, I'll so this her, is... maybe I'll let her do the answers, like how they have the editor do the answers in the Walk of Dead. She has her own like text so she can talk That'd shit. Be funny. <laughs> That'd be yeah, I might do Make that. Make it to where
0: she's like putting notes on your notes, like he's lying. That's
1: exactly what it's gotta be. So yeah, I think that might be a good idea.
0: That'd be funny. Oh man. Um, okay, so this campaign again is for volume one. So it's the first three issues, and the Thaz report. Yep. I can't suggest it enough. Where could people we have it on Kickstarter? Can you tell us about your website where people can actually buy the single copies if they want to get their hands on this right away?
1: Yeah, it's uh, getmagicpowder.com, and uh, right now you can get it, you know, boom.
0: Show the back of that card, because that back of that card what's dope. Oh, look at that. Yeah,
1: so there's that <laughs> elf on the plane with the sword I came up with. Yeah. That's the original idea, and then, boom, I made my stupid little business card out That's of That's a good that. card. Man, yeah, it came out <laughs> really great. That's from moo.com if you guys are trying to get uh, business cards done. But um, so anyway, yeah, get magicpowder.com. You go on there, you get digital copies, physical copies. Um, right now, the coloring books you can't get. Um, you can only get them on the Kickstarter right now, but I might be able to put them back up if I have enough left. Mm-hmm. Um, usually stickers come with bookmarks. I, you know, I send some extra stuff, but mm-hmm. you can't really buy them on there. But, yeah, you know, if you order from the website, you usually get some fun stuff. And uh, that's pretty much it. Um, when the volume one is printed, I'm not sure if it's going to go on the website yet. I think it'll just be single issues until I run out and then we'll see. I don't, I'm never going to print the single issues again, though. So yeah. I'm just going to, you know, sell them all. And then when that's done from now on, reprints will always be volume one, just so it's easier for next campaign. I always want people to be able to get in, you know, right. so I don't want to have to print 20 comics when I'm on issue one or, you know, issue 20 or whatever. So
0: yeah, it'll
1: be cool. I'm just going to try and keep it as streamlined as possible.
0: Okay. Um, this is an excellent book, guys. I can't say that enough, obviously. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm surprised I haven't had you on earlier. Actually, I reviewed it, of course, but I haven't had you on earlier because it's like, why have I not talked to Jeff yet about this? This is crazy.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, that sounds like a, like a zombies trying to break in through my wall. I think they're painting the, the building over here I just heard. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys have the great podcast network and everything. You reviewed issue one, I believe, right out yeah. the gate. So like, yeah, no, I appreciate that. You've always been on the Kickstarters and everything. So yeah, I don't know. I'm glad, like, you know, I guess it's, you know, saving the best for last kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) that's cool. But like, yeah, because I've been on a lot of uh, indie podcasts already. So I didn't want to go on a lot of ones I've done already for this one. Because, you know, I'm pretty much just selling the same comics again. So everyone already knows about them. But, uh you know, for issue four, you know, I'm just going to be banging on everyone's door. Like, hey, let me in. So yeah, you know oh, if yeah. you ever Ooh. need another guest, oh, I I'm always got around.
0: I'm, I'm bringing you back for issue four for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, man, I'm down. I'm All down right, even yet. You know, if you ever want to do like a, you know, you need a guy to come on and talk about Last of Us or something like that, you know what I mean? I'm always down. <laughs> that's a good idea.
0: Oh, we'll talk after this. Actually, that's a good idea because we yeah. are talking about that like crazy nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun show, man. Oh man, I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, we are going to give away uh four digital copies of this, guys. So make sure you retweet. We're going to go off the based off the retweets retweet this uh episode when it comes out we're gonna give away four copies of the digital copy so you guys can get started on this of the issue one um that way you guys can get hugs because i know you will be just like i am
1: Um, i'll do issue one and two since you can already get issue one on the kickstarter campaign we'll give them two four people when issue one and two it's up to you i was gonna buy i was gonna just
0: buy the four copies so it's up to you yeah that's
1: fine i will do it We'll do the, I'll send you the the other ones for free. Don't even worry about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There we go,
0: guys. That's awesome. So we're going to get one and two. You guys are going to be hooked. I know you only need one to do it. So, all right, guys, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it, Jeff.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. I love it. Uh, uh, Geek Freaks is where it's at. Everybody should be following. You guys have a, you know, dope podcast network too. It's not just you guys. So like, yeah, everybody check you guys out. Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Obviously, YouTube, wherever you guys get your podcast on. But yeah, <laughs> definitely. Thanks for having me. And uh, everybody, go check out that campaign.
0: Yeah, all the links in the description. So is Jeff's Twitter. I suggest you follow him on Twitter. It's it's a blast. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.